Hey, and welcome back as to Biggie Sneakers as we talk about Secret Invasion, the final two episodes. And I don't know how do you want to how do you want to go about that? Yeah, it's a interesting way this show has ended. Um, oh, and I'm just gonna just go out and say it. A lot of uh, and and I hate being you know me. I I hate being very negative. I don't like it. It's uh, I very much believe in and more constructive criticism when it's needed, in, in ways that you know I feel <clears throat> doesn't belittle the person whenever they do that. Uh, but this did feel like a, a waste, in in a sense. There's a lot of plot points that I feel that uh, didn't make it out as much as they wanted to. Really needed more time to, as they say, cook. <laughs> Uh, be fleshed out because a lot of the things in this show I do I do I did really enjoy there's a lot of ideas in there that I would really have loved to see that they could have done so much and the fact that it came from like a Marvel show uh, made it so much more better but the end uh, the execution of it I feel was not very uh, well done no, I, I I definitely see where you're coming from with that. Um, pretty much, it definitely feels like... Um, and this is, has been a bit of an issue with some of the MCU shows, where mm-hmm. it feels like the ending kind of gets a little rushed. It's like, it feels like they need to, like, quickly wrap it up within that six episode, you know, mm-hmm. time slot or whatever. And, yeah, I think out of all the uh, MCU shows, that one, this one feels the most, uh, like, egregious. Like, okay, it, it, it feels like we've just, like, it feels like we've hit fast forward at this point. Yeah. To just skip to the end. Mm-hmm. And, which is sad, because I feel like episode six was the more, uh, not six, five was probably some, had the more stronger things in the show, right? A lot of the the character development and a lot of the character interactions uh, are really great. Like you know, almost John Wicky fight scene in there. A lot of like, oh man, this is uh, they can pull this off. This might be okay, uh, but they didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I will. I mean, we can break down at least the uh, you know episode five. Obviously, it's sort of the aftermath. Talos is dead. Um, a lot of, um, people are starting to question, uh, graphic, graphic motivations, uh, and a lot of, you know, his methods seem to be very much, uh, uh, more extreme than they should be. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of become apparent, especially, even if it, like, some people, uh, some of them are even just like, you had Fury right there, why didn't you just kill him? And Graphic's kind of going with this sort of, like... Um, just, you know, like, wants to mess with him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he wants to, like, eventually sort of, like, be the one to, like, see... You know, it kind of like one of those, like, you'll die when I need you to die kind mm-hmm. of things. Like, when I destroy everything you love, then that you have my permission to die. Yeah. You know? Um, which, you know, when you explain it like that, it makes sense, but none of it really kind of clicked in there. Yeah. Which is why I felt like there had to be a much more of an interesting reason as to why he doesn't want to kill him, or doesn't want to kill him just yet, right? Um, obviously, there's also the the notion of like 
who can they trust, how far, you know, Nick Fury is willing to go to, to put an end to this, and what is it that Gravik wants, and obviously, uh, it's the Avengers' blood, right? Because at the end of the day, that's, you know, he was trying to do the whole Super Skull program, and he wants to be the, the strongest girl there is, right? And he needs that blood, and Nick Fury knows where it is. And that's essentially the, the whole of the episode, uh, while also, you know, trying to have ourselves a, a nice character moment with uh, Gaia and uh, Nick Fury's wife, Priscilla. Priscilla. And it's a nice scene. I really like that scene. Yeah, I, I do agree. Also, um, yeah, the the big plot point reveal of, like, Nick Fury, uh, after the events of Endgame had, um, people go in and pretty much get whatever DNA they could get of the Avengers, essentially. Mm. I'm assuming just, it was like a, I, I don't think he actually explains why, but I'm assuming it's just so that, like, it's one of those, like, fail-safe things, like, you know... In a worst-case scenario, mm -hmm. if, like, the, you know, if the snap were ever to happen again, right? Yeah. And we and they lost a ton of heroes that they could maybe, you know... Clone them. Well, yeah, clone, I would say. Also, like, you know, various other things. But, yeah, Gravik was, like, pretty much creates the whole Super Scroll program just to, like, mm -hmm. get the DNA and become, like, you know, the big, the, the ultimate Super Scroll. And that's sort of what Fury plans to do, right? He's like, because uh, the big other big thing of the episode is that, yeah, now, you know, the scrolls are out there. Yeah, it's kind of like the thing. It's in Rhodey, who is a scroll, you know, is uh pretty much. It's put into like place of like, he's uh, planning with Gravik to hey, okay, fine, we can use it to our advantage. Let's just say that the scrolls are working with the Russians. And Gravik is going to essentially use the scroll compound in Russia as, like, evidence to, like, mm -hmm. let make the U.S. essentially start a war with Russia. That's the idea. Yeah, that's the idea. Essentially, it's a two burns with one stone thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Gravik is willing to essentially sacrifice, uh, you know, the, the scrolls that are following him. Funny enough. In order to get Fury... To come with the uh, the DNA, because mm -hmm. obviously Fury doesn't want any innocent scrolls to be harmed. Not to mention the people that are in uh, the the facility. Yeah, that they've taken, you know, they've uh, kidnapped and you're, you're using to... Like the real roadie. Yeah, like the real roadie. And uh, Everett Ross, I forgot who I honestly forgot was in this. Yeah, he was only in for the first episode, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, he's a, he's a scroll. He was captured by the scrolls. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so that sets up the whole finale for the six, for final episode, which plays out a little bit. Well, it plays out, I think, as well as as some people probably expected. Yeah, it plays so by the numbers that you kind of like knew where one plot line was going. Everything was setting up for it, and which is why like it still feels very kind of lame. <laughs> Uh, because, um, so Nick and Gaia eventually, like, you know, agreed to help each other, you know, Gaia takes, uh, all the Avengers blood to, this guy's is Fury, by the way, which is a big plot twist, 
Yeah, you, you're thinking it's Fury going in and facing Gravik, but uh, plot twist, it's sort of a two-prong thing. It's uh, Fury and I forget the lady's name, but she's no, a yeah. British... Yeah. She's the most fun character of the show. <laughs> she definitely is having the most fun because she's like, oh, I hate these girls and I'm just a, a nice British lady and I'm doing these terrible things. <laughs> you know? With... with, with such glee, and I'm like, alright. I'm just killing these girls here left and right. It's just a fun day for me. It's just a walk in the park. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and so she essentially, um, yeah, they, they basically have a plan. Uh, we find out that Gravik was actually, you know, one of Fury's best agents. Yeah, which would make sense uh, that he would be the one to uh, orchestrate this whole secret invasion plot. Mm-hmm. You know, learning from the master, right? Mm-hmm. And can I be honest, because um, there were some things that were set up, and I, this is why I'm saying, like, they have a lot of great ideas, but they don't, they don't utilize them well, or had a lot, set up a lot of cool potential ideas, but don't really set them up well again. For a second, I thought that maybe Gravik was kind of like Nick Fury's adopted son. Mm. Hence why, like, because, uh, you know, he's married to a scroll woman. I'm not saying they can't have kids. But, you know, it, it, considering how it starts off with, you know... Yeah, because we do see Gravik as a kid. Who is introduced to Fury through uh, Priscilla. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, maybe, you know, part of it is that it's uh, why Gravik, why Fury and Gravik have this sort of hostility towards each other. That's some sort of, but at the same time, a level of respect as like a father to a son kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, I thought that'd be a really cool, like, angle, but... Obviously, I'm not the writer, and probably some people are rolling their eyes at that, and I totally understand why. But like, but at the same end of the day, they still get like we still get like a really good a, a good scene between those two. Uh, and that's something that I feel like you can at least give this show like praise, is that even if like the dialogue is questionable, the story is questionable, the actors come in and bring their a game. Mm-hmm. Like like Samuel Jackson is great, the actor for Gravik is also great, uh, I mean, Clark is great, they all have, like, great scenes, they're all, like, acting their asses off, it's shot well, but it's just, the, the story was what's missing in that, yeah. and then, yeah, no, but it turns yeah. out it's, uh, not Fury, it's, uh, Gaia, <coughs> which leads to the most questionable thing about this, uh, show, uh, the Battle of the Super Scrolls. Yeah, because, uh, essentially, um, Gravik... For whatever dumb reason, I guess. Mm. Well, I guess uh, the Super Scroll machine should only affect scrolls and not humans. So he he activates, he puts the DNA in the in the machine. He activates it, it and him and Fury are stuck inside. And you know he's gonna assume, hey, Fury's not even gonna be affected. He's dying of radiation poisoning because we're in like a radioactive uh, zone mm. here in the in in, yeah. in Russia, right? You know it's gonna be an easy part walk in the park, and it turns out, yeah, obviously the plot twist. Wait, what? Fury has these powers now, and it's, uh, oh, it's it's Gaia, and it's, like, it's you, which, I mean, I kind of called yeah. <laughs> uh, early in one of these episodes, um, but I, I didn't think they were going to go this full route of just giving them all the powers, you know? Yeah. And granted, like, I always, I always knew it was going to look weird, right? Because, like, Super Scroll in the comics even looks weird. Yeah, because, uh, like, if you see him 
in the comics, he there's a lot of like weird powers and stuff. It feels like he kind of just gives himself one power for each limb, which they kind of do here. Yeah. But it's more of the arms thing, and it's kind of sad because it feels like one of the cool things about Super Scroll is that he combi- not only can he use all these powers, he also just combines them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, um, because obviously in the original comics, uh, the original Super Scroll has like the Fantastic Four's powers. Right? Mm. So, you know, like, basically, he, he would do these things where he would get the thing's arms, but set them on fire with, like, you know, giant human torches, fire powers, and yeah. then stretch them out with the Fantastic Four things. And the fight itself is just kind of more, it's just pretty much just punching. It's a lot of punching. A lot of punching. A lot of awkward CGI. Of them just getting different arms that do different things, which, I mean... I don't know. Like, I feel like you could have gotten a little more creative with some of that stuff. I mean, heck, uh, it turns out that uh, I forgot about um, the one villain from Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Ghost, <laughs> oh, Ghost, who can turn invisible. So, therefore, you could have had a... You can have an actual, accurate... Uh, Super Scroll fight. Super Scroll in the MCU. I'm yeah. like... Oh, yeah, I guess you could do that. And they only use her invisibility powers once. And just sort of like, okay. Kind of lame. Yeah, it's just like... It just... Yeah, it, it's like you say, it's lame. There's lo- There should have been a lot more creativity to the fight, but all it is end up just being is just they're just running at each other, punching each other, maybe shooting a laser because they also got Carol Danvers' DNA in there. And boom, graphics. And... Uh, Probably the most interesting part was that Nick Fury's re- uh, revealing to the president then goes all around, therefore the president goes very uh, much... Uh, well, I mean, he also does it in the most apt way. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the other half of, the, of this episode is Nick and... Uh, what's her name? British lady. Yeah, the British lady uh, going to the president who is, you know, stuck in the hospital with Rhodey who, uh, you know... Uh, is a scroll. Is, is a scroll. And they do this whole secret agent heist thing, knocking out all the guards mm-hmm. and stuff, until it's Nick with the president being like, bro, he's a scroll. You gotta believe me. And, you know, the class is like, no, he's a, he's a scroll. It's like, Dick Fury's gone insane. You gotta order, the, you know, mm-hmm. a nuke strike on Russia. Until, you know, eventually, you know, uh, the pieces fall... Uh, shoots scroll Rhodey, revealing you know his crew form, and of course the president's just like, holy shit, fuck! I gotta make some calls. Yeah. Uh, but this is what I'm saying. Like, it leads to probably the best, the most interesting aspect of the show. And the and once again, like the the idea of saying of the show, I feel like that what should have been more utilized was that because of um certain rhetoric, rhetoric that the president uses and stuff that he's not he himself is not ashamed of I'm going to say that right now causes a severe panic on who is a scroll who isn't a scroll um they straight up shoot one of the, a scroll on live television yeah so I mean obviously <laughs> which caught me off guard I was like whoa yeah so pretty much the president pretty much declares like all these aliens living on Earth as, like, enemy combatants, just like, hey, get these scrolls out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, after everybody's been saved, 
by Gaia and stuff at the uh, scroll compound. You know, like everybody that was a scroll is, you know, back to being just a regular person, right? Yeah. But no, the scrolls are still out there, and the frame, the president, pretty much sort of. I wouldn't say he declares open season, but it does start a chain reaction of various people going around, like going losing their minds and just shooting people. Because yeah, it's like it mm-hmm. creates you know the fear and panic of like who's a scroll, who isn't a scroll. Well, so and so was a scroll, but who thinks they're not a scroll right now? And it's a lot of stuff that I feel like you can like relate to like real world you know events, right, or real world like uh, thought process and stuff like. You know, the dangers of conspiracy theories and dangers of, you know, misinformation, that kind of stuff. And I, that's all, like, really cool ideas, especially within, like, the idea of Secret Invasion. Not only from the comic, but also this idea of the show. But I feel like it, like I said, it's not utilized so well. Well, it's saved just for, like, an ending. You know, that, like, that's the ending of the show. Mm-hmm. The scrolls are outed, and the president the United States is pretty much like, at least in terms of the U.S., it's like, hey, you know, let's get these scrolls out of here. It, it causes sort of a breakdown. It's sort of the the one thing that no one really, that no one was really wanting to happen, right? Yeah. Where, like, Talos is fighting hard to make sure that the scrolls could at least have a home on Earth mm-hmm. for the time being. But now, even Earth is like, no, get these guys out of here. They just try to, like... Make us kill each kill each other. Screw this. Yeah. You know, like, he, like you, we even see how far like Gravik's plan was with, like, like the reveal, like the British lady revealing. Here are all the the people who are, comatose. Yeah, they find more of these little sleeper cells, as well. Uh, of like, yeah. There's a lot, you know, the scrolls have gotten good at this, and now we gotta, like, figure out how to stop them. Mm-hmm. Or, because, I mean, I guess it sort of opens up a potential of, like, a, there still being essentially two factions of scrolls, because obviously Gaia and, I guess, the rest of the scrolls who don't want any p- more part of, like, Gravik's whole mm-hmm. secret invasion stuff are gonna be their own thing with the help of the British lady, and... Who knows, there's probably still more sleeper cell scrolls out there who are hell-bent on fulfilling Gravik's plan of taking over the Earth. And now you got this whole situation where we're just like, yeah, let's cause mass panic. Who's a scroll? Who isn't a scroll? You know, we'll shoot, we'll actually just straight up just shoot the UK Prime Minister, who was a scroll, but it turns out she's no longer a scroll, so you just murdered an actual person. You know, so it's, it's just... Yeah, like I said, like, like the like, ending would be more cooler if it wasn't an ending. If that was like, yeah, because like obviously the thing is is that we're pretty certain that we're not getting a second season mm. of Secret Invasion. Like it's it's just a one-off thing, right? Like WandaVision or any other Marvel shows so far. Yeah. So it just feels like okay, um, but like. It feels like it would have been kind of cool if this was like maybe like a big climax moment, and then like for the se- for the show, and then like a- the rest of the episodes are just dealing with the aftermath, right? But no, it's just all right. Uh, things are this way now, and Nick Fury is heading back up the sword, you know, with uh, his wife. And it feels like are you really gonna leave like the the world in this fucked up state? 
Which they're not. They're apparently going to address it in the next movie. Which I kind of find annoying. But sure. Yeah, it does seem like, I guess, the Marvels is handling that. Which, yeah, it feels weird because I don't think I've, uh, any other, like, Marvel show has done something like that where it's a straight up setup for an, another property. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, Moon Knight doesn't do that. It's pretty self-contained. Miss Marvel, I mean, kind of, but that's only a post credit scene, right? Which, I feel like that's fine if you do it as a post credit scene kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, same thing with WandaVision. Like, WandaVision sets up her arc of, like, becoming a bad guy in the post credit scene, so that way it's not that big of a surprise for it in for, as the further reveal in the I mean, it depends on where you fall on Wanda's character development there, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. Um, same thing with Winter Soldier, you know, like, mm-hmm. most of the other Marvel shows don't really have that sort of thing, and yeah, it, it, it just, it feels a little, I wouldn't say, I, I guess I would say this, a bit missed opportunity, right? Yeah. Like, there probably could have been a lot of interesting ways to go about it, and it sort of just kind of ends. It just kind of just stops. And it's it's such in a weird place too, because there's still so much to like explore, so much to like think about, and so much to like question, right? Like I said, like the idea that the president is, you know, not saying outright, oh, but yeah, fuck them aliens. Well, I mean, to be fair, yeah, a lot of threats that come upon the Earth have been from aliens. Oh no, of course. And like I so like I mean I get why but I I get why as from a someone who's been watching all this that like they you know they don't establish it themselves. You know? Yeah, like I would say it it the it invokes a lot of interesting real world political stuff when it comes to like say I mean it's the same thing we've been talking about like in earlier episodes with stuff like they live and stuff like mm-hmm. this whole idea of like secret like you know like you talk about like a red scare sort of thing like hey you know these people might be soviet agents and you know they're coming to destabilize the u.s let's out a bunch of people even if they're like not even you know actual communist spies that are just regular people and have been caught in the crossfire same thing that happens in this show like yes there were there was a splinter cell of Scrolls that wanted to take over the earth, but now innocent scrolls, you know, who innocent just want to live. Innocent people, yeah. Yeah, that just want to live their lives, you know, are getting caught up. And even innocent people who might, who people think are scrolls, are getting murdered, mm-hmm. even though they're not scrolls. So yeah, but interesting. Like this is the point where, like, you could have gone further and like actually showed like the consequences instead of just Nick Fury being like, Mr. President, yeah, open the can of worms. And things are looking bad. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell, man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, how would you rank this show then? How would you how would you rate it then? Um, I would probably mark it down for a five out of ten because I feel like for the most part, those early episodes do really mm-hmm. are carried. You know, like I think carry the show. Yeah. 
Like, there's a lot of interesting character development and interactions and, you know, that the building, like, tension and, like, who's this girl, who isn't this girl kind of thing. You know, like, there's yeah. a lot of interesting little aspects of that. In But, you know, it, it really gets dragged down by that last episode because it yeah. does... You know, I think it's one of those, uh, again, like, like we say, uh, I think we said it with, with some of these Marvel shows, right, of, like, they sort of just end or, like, they, they kind of rush the ending. And here it's, like, a way rushed ending, and it feels like we could have had so much more with it. Yeah. Like, this, you know, like unlike the other shows where it feels like, no, we probably could have paced it out a bit better mm. instead of having a rushed ending. It just feels like, no, we're just going to end then ended here. Why? Don't know. Um, just gotta set up that Marvels movie, right? It's so sad, right? Because um, I think this will be probably the last part of the conversation, but I do agree, like, 5 out of 10, uh, 5, 6, somewhere between 5 and 6, I think, uh, for me. But, like, it feels like it's, it, it's not unable to grow out of the whole... Um, superhero thing right or like we had to follow this formula that we established for ourselves to a T don't derange from it but which is sad because I feel like in comic books right half the time you don't follow that formula half the time you kind of do your own thing and half the time when you allow certain artists to do their things you know <clears throat> whether it be you know changing up the status quo or not, often, you know, makes things for even better, especially, like, if I'm making any sense, right? Um, so, l l let me phrase it like this, okay? Because I feel like I'm, 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 I'm losing myself. You don't have to m keep making it too superhero-y, if I'm saying, if, if, if I'm making any sense, right? Like, the Nick Fury comic books, might have some superheroics and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, it's still essentially a very you know spy thriller. Mm -hmm. When Spider-Man is gonna have Spider-Man things, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy are gonna do the Guardians of the Galaxy things. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's trying to like do your own thing, but still be in that comic book world. Yeah. Which, you know, I feel like that has that happens sometimes. I mean, heck, we've seen it in the movies, right? Like, mm. Captain America the Winter Soldier, right? It was, uh, kind of delved into that spy thriller stuff because, you know, Cap's working for S.H.I.E.L.D. now, mm. that sort of, like, intrigue of the Winter Soldier stuff, you know? We have the Iron Man movies where they're, like, very tech-based and, like, uh, Tony having to, like, use his brains and stuff to, like... Mm. You know, the solve solve a lot of different crises. You know, it's a you know, all these movies have their own sort of like I guess separate uh, side genre, right? Yeah. Of just like it's let's just do this, but like in a superhero kind of way. Like, hey man, let's do a heist movie, but with superheroes. But it still felt like a heist movie. Yeah, and you know, yeah, I do agree. I think it would have been probably better if. The, sh the secret invasion shows just stick to doing following Nick in like that sort of espionage kind of thing. Mm. Not saying you shouldn't have like a big bombastic superhero fight because that's I mean those are usually always fun to watch. I'm not against those. 
but I feel like it took away from it too mm-hmm. at this point. Like it shouldn't be like this in your face, like just lame. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like like if they had another episode continuing the fact about like you said, uh, the aftermath of of such things. Cause that's such a like a cool espionage thing to do, right? Like like a cool spy like spy film kind of shit. Like commit to it, I guess. If I make if we're, if we're making any sense, but you know, I it I don't know what's going on in in like the in behind the scenes. I feel like they they might they'll need some time to fix themselves, because I don't want them to fail. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of this kind of stuff, so I don't, and I want them to succeed. And you know, sometimes you gotta take the losses and just try to reevaluate, and don't try to ignore it. <laughs> And that's all I gotta say. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's something that I think Marvel. Like I, the thing is, I think at least Kevin Feige has at least stated along the lines of like it does feel like we might have jumped the gun a bit on the Disney Plus shows kind of thing. Like there might be a bit too many of them, which mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that could be certainly be something to be argued because I think what was it? Uh, originally, uh, the Armor Wars. Mm-hmm. It was gonna be a show, but now they're taking it, turning it into a movie. Yeah. So yeah, I think they really need to like you know hone in on stuff like okay, let's make this into a show. Let's make that into a movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of things like give things that need to be like probably could have the the time and like care to be made into a show and flesh them out, and then like stuff that's like oh we can probably just keep this into a movie and just do that, you know? Yeah. It, well, it's it's one of those things where we're at the, you know, hopefully, again, like, they're able to learn from their mistakes. Because it's not like they haven't learned from their mistakes. I mean, they've, they've been able to do stuff on the fly with, like, Spider-Man and shit. Well, yeah, in terms of more, like, additions, right? Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, I do think Marvel does kind of probably, like, learn some of their mistakes. I mean, obviously, look at how uh, the first two Thor movies compared to Ragnarok, right? They just sort of go into a bit of a different direction for Thor, mm-hmm. and that sort of succeeded. Now, you could argue uh, whether or not uh, Love and Thunder was, you know, good or bad, considering it was done by pretty much the same crew. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like... For a lot of people, people really enjoyed Ragnarok more than, say, the first two Thor movies, mm-hmm. which leaned into sort of that fantasy kind of stuff. But with the third one, they kind of just went with more, yeah, let's do more sci-fi again. Yeah, yeah, It's, again, we'll, hopefully they'll be able to do something there. But anyways, guys, if you heard today what you heard, be sure to let us know. Uh, be sure to follow us on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at Figgies and Trillions. And uh, be, sure to fo- yeah, be sure to follow us there. We're most active on Instagram at the Uh You'll find a link to the all podcast sites where this is part of Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, all of them like. Uh, we also have a link to, a link to the, our YouTube where you can like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell icon, all that good stuff. And the uh, Patreon is there for support. Anyway, but yeah, Secret Invasion, it's not their best. Hope, I think the last project that, for the year is going to be the, the Marvels. Uh-huh. And, well, we'll see. It, 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 it does not bode well. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how that movie turns out. Yeah. But anyways, guys, it's me, your boy, Eli. It's me, Joe. You guys have a good one. Peace.